0: guys, so I did a thing. I kind of made a TikTok about Haikyuu, and now all the weebs have found me on TikTok, so my audience is split between k-boos and weebs, and it's great. Alright, welcome back to Talk K-Pop To Me. This is Angie, and before we get started in this week's episode, I just want to First, apologize for the lateness of this episode. So, I know there's been a lot of exciting things happening this week, especially with BTS dropping Dynamite, their first English single. And as a longtime army, I felt the need to, first of all, stay up on the 20th until midnight for the 21st to witness the premiere of the music video, but also spend another couple hours on the 21st just streaming because we gotta get those youtube views and gotta break that record and then i wanted to wait until the 24th to be able to actually compare the b-side version of the music video with the original one that came out earlier so that's the reason why this episode is a bit later and also why this episode will be structured a little differently than what we're used to hearing So usually I try to compare three artists, three songs, and have some kind of theme that connects them all together. But this time I'm just going to compare both versions of the Dynamite music video and talk about my thoughts on the timeliness of the song, the message of the song, and then just the overall theme and aesthetic of Dynamite. So with that, without further ado, thank you guys for all your patience uh, for your support and I'm just going to dive right in. Okay, so just to give a little more context behind Dynamite's release, so I already mentioned that it's BTS's first single that's released in all English, so no Korean lyrics whatsoever, and that's already a pretty big feat considering bts is originally a k-pop group and english is not their first language so it's definitely a challenge for the members to be able to not only grasp the concept of the music of the song of the music video but also be able to pronounce the lyrics and learn the lyrics in a different language so i definitely applaud them for taking this challenge um, being able to produce a song that is not in their traditional culture not you know something that they're very familiar with growing up and it's already so well received too within the US so I believe the last time I checked on Twitter it said that Dynamite was charting on the Billboard music chart at number 30 and I'm sure it's gone higher um, just because that was yesterday when I saw that tweet but that's already you know like I said that's such a big deal because they're not American artists, they're foreign artists, and they're competing in a market that they're unfamiliar with. They don't have as much presence as American artists who've been here for years and have produced music that have charted for years on Billboard, so... I'm Not gonna lie, though, when I first heard Dynamite and when I first saw the teaser, I completely forgot that it was in English. Like, even though I've been seeing it on social media everywhere, I think it's just because, like, I'm so busy and distracted by everyday life that it just totally slipped my mind that it was in English. And my Korean's not that bad, but it's also not that good. So I'm sitting there watching this and I'm like, wait a second, is this not Korean? Am I just... Do I? Am I just really bad at Korean all of a sudden because I'm no longer in school and learning the language? And then I realized, oh my god, I'm so stupid. It's in English. And um, I just think that's, you know, it's so funny to me. But also, when you watch the music video, they do take... Uh, particular dance moves or scenes associated with Motown, old school funk and rock and soul. And so um, I think it's definitely cool that they're trying something different, trying something new, and they ended up giving us a gift to help us get through such hard times during COVID. So it's it's definitely very heartwarming to think that, oh, they're thinking about us this whole time. They're thinking about their fans. They wanna do something special to us. And if you remember back a couple years, I believe it was an interview with BuzzFeed or another cable network station, Um, they were asked the question, do you think you would ever release English music or like music with English lyrics and compete in the American music market? And then Namjoon said, no, I don't think we would because we are a K-pop group and we know the Korean music market. We know... You know, we're very comfortable speaking Korean. I think Namjoon is the only one who would be comfortable at that time to release a song in English. And he said that, you know, we don't want to impose on American artists who this is their home country. This is their home market. Like that wouldn't be very fair for us to just come in. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm just like, that is pure cap, but they Try translating it to Korean and other languages, but they just didn't think that it fit the theme, it fit the message as well as the English version did. So it's definitely interesting to see them explore new territory, and I'm excited to see, you know, what else the future beholds because they are coming back in October. (laughs) Um, I'm just going to give a little disclaimer that most of this episode will focus on the official music video that dropped on the 21st just because I think this video in itself deserves a lot of acknowledgement since it surpassed the previous set record for the video with the most views within the first 24 hours, and BTS broke this record with Dynamite. You know, that's a great that's a great accomplishment to have in your books because BTS did beat this record before, but now they just surpassed themselves and did it again, so... There's a reason that this video is charting so high and it's because they took a lot of inspiration from older American music styles and music genres and I think it's just very reminiscent and definitely gives great throwback vibes and especially during a time like this right now we're kind of stuck in this present situation like we can't move forward and we don't really want to think about all the memories, all the fun that we had in the past because of COVID-19. We're kind of just like stuck at the moment. But with Dynamite, BTS is encouraging us to reflect back on all these great events that happened in either our personal lives that had an effect on us because music is able to inspire lots of people. It is that driving force for many artists, for many people. Like Music touches not only your ears and like makes you feel emotions in that moment, but it's able to reach you, inspire you. Um, be able to motivate you, so through this song b t s is telling us, you know like look back on all these great events, all these great memories that we had, all these fun times, um but they don't stop here because we can look forward to the future, we can light it up, we can continue having that hope and continue having that inspiration to look forward to the future because we don't know what the future holds, but we do know that it will be just as great and just as fun as all the different times that we've already experienced. So it's definitely a feel good song, definitely very inspirational and comforting um, during our current pandemic situation. And the music video starts off with the members in pastel colorful clothes. It's very, very similar to what you would think the Backstreet Boys used to wear just screams like old school American boy band aesthetic and we can already get a sense of the direction where the music video is going and you can even hear the faint melody of the hook uh, kind of playing in the background. It's a little staticky or there's just something a bit off about it and I think it gives off that old school vinyl record sound which is very fitting considering they did release Dynamite as um vinyl records for people to buy. And then the scene shifts to Chungkook in a typical bedroom for a young adult uh, in the late 90s or early 2000s. And the reason that I specifically mentioned this time period is because if you've ever watched any of the Molly Ringwald movies like 16 Candles or even Ferris Bueller's Day Off, actually that's a really good example, um, you'll see that the main character ends up uh, dancing or singing jamming out in their own bedroom which is what jungkook is doing here and that's also a very cliched moment but like everyone does it like that's not just something that people did back in the day like i still do that in my bedroom and if you don't if you say you don't do that then you're definitely lying but um the setup is there's a slanted ceiling there's random objects cluttering the ground like instruments sports a surfboard um there's movie posters or like celebrities decorating the walls and these posters they're actually of great American legends, icons like David Bowie, the Beatles, definitely like very subtle references to specific movements or specific artists that were very representative of American music history and then when you look at Jungkook's clothes he's actually wearing something that was considered very fashionable during this time period so jean jacket, jeans, boots, and then when we pay attention to the lyrics that he's singing during this moment shoes on get up in the morning cup of milk let's rock and roll and king kong kick the drum rolling on like a rolling stone sing song when i'm walking home jump up to the top lebron ding dong call me on my phone iced tea and a game of ping pong ha he mentions uh drinking a cup of milk And he actually is drinking a glass of milk and wipes a milk mustache off his mouth. And this is 100% I'm convinced that this is a straight call out to those Got Milk campaigns. So I don't know if you guys know what that is or remember what that is. But basically during this time period, um, we had a surplus of milk in the U.S., and the government collaborated with many organizations to put out these advertisements where they used celebrities with milk mustaches. And that was straight up. That was it. Like it was in magazines. It was just black and white celebrities with milk mustaches. And it was just promoting the consumption of milk because they wanted people to associate milk with um, calcium being stronger, having healthier bones, like this was an essential moment, an essential product to help children grow and develop. And then when we continue on listening to his lyrics, they mention rock and roll, which was also a very defining movement in American history. Like at first, rock and roll was received with a lot of backlash or pushback initially but then over time it became its its own movement and a lot of great groups like the rolling stones came out of this Um, and then he mentions lebron james who was definitely a huge popular very famous sports figure at this time like probably like the face of nba so it's just paying homage to a bunch of different movements artists groups um, celebrities that were very definitive features of American history. With both Namjoon and Hobie's parts, they're physically located in locations that don't exist in this day and age anymore. So Namjoon is singing while he's in a vinyl record store and this actually used to be a very popular place for people to hang out in. Like kids, young adults, they would all get together on the weekends on Friday nights they would go to the store they would like thrift through different vinyl records and find like the artists that they you know are currently obsessed with or listening to like I remember growing up I mean like vinyl records were definitely too old for Uh, my childhood, but I remember going to the local blockbuster with my mom and just like sifting through DVDs, CDs, um, you know, it's just like a very iconic moment in people's childhoods growing up that this exact moment is being captured in this scene. And then J-Hope is located in a small diner or like a mom and pop shop, which again, like these were very popular places for people to hang out, to eat, Uh, mom and pop stores were very common during this time period and it's actually selling what you would typically assign all-american food to. So like hamburgers, donuts, very very classy stereotypical food that people enjoyed during this time period and even to this day. Like when you think of all-american food like that is what you think about. Burgers, fries, soda, donuts. So I think you know it's really interesting that BTS are foreign artists, but they're able to pick up on such small details like American icons, American settings, and be able to display it so well in the music video so that when you see it, you're immediately just transported back in time to that era. Like, it's just, it's so cool to see them encompass not only the setting of, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s, but also have that vibe and feeling uh, showing through in their music as well. So throughout the entire music video but I think especially during Jimin and Tae's verses you see tributes to Michael Jackson in the choreography like using the signature hip thrust hand on the head um, that move and I love the fact that BTS actually directly reached out to the Jackson family and was like hey we want to use his signature moves in our music video because he's such an obvious inspiration to us to many people and just another great american icon in music and how can we create a music video that's set in the 90s without including him like for lack of a better analogy that's straight up cooking a burger and just leaving out the meat patty it's it's a really bad analogy but you get what i'm trying to say because michael jackson was huge like he is still huge now like people- you know use his moonwalk or use his hip thrust move all the time but i feel like this is the first that i've heard a celebrity ask another celebrity for permission to use their dance moves because i don't think you can patent dance moves like i'm sure you can associate them with a specific person but usually it's like um you know like replication is admiration or like people just you know people dance and like pay tribute to him all the time but the jackson family actually tweeted and was like hey support bts like we love them they kindly approached us and let us know that they wanted to use mj's moves and we were like oh that's so cool that's so great that's so kind that you came to us first and let us know Um, so stream dynamite when it comes out and I'm just like wow like I love that I love that BTS is super polite super courteous like that and you know when you continue watching you see uh, Jimin dancing in front of the diner you see the diner sign that lights up Tae's in front of a very old-fashioned ice cream truck with vintage cars in the background and the lingo that they use uh specifically that Tae and Namjoon say just move like we off the wall sky's a light and then I got the medicine keep your eyes on the ball like I feel like no one really says that anymore but those were definitely definitely phrases and slang that people used back then and then I love the fact that they let yungi have his scene be on a basketball court And actually, this ties in with the reference that they're trying to make here, but Yungi's wearing a Toon Squad jersey from Space Jam. And Space Jam is definitely an interesting movie. It's like a hybrid live-action animated comedy that has Michael Jordan, which is the famous basketball player, and the Looney Tunes, which was a huge cartoon from the 90s. Cause I'm in the stars tonight, so watch me bring the fire and set the night alight hey shining through the city with a little funk and soul so i'ma light up like dynamite bro the chorus is so good it just hits different like i don't even know how to explain it but if you listen to it like you'll know exactly what i'm saying and the lyrics themselves aren't like super deep or super meaningful. Again, this is just like a fun, cheerful song, but I think it's just paired with the melody and just having those, uh, like the old school vibe, like throughout that melody just makes it that much better. So when the chorus comes back the second time, um, In the music video, this is when the members are all together for the first time. And yes, this is the Dynamite Challenge on TikTok. And yes, your Girl did participate in that as well. But this is where they incorporate funk, soul, disco dance moves like the hand on the head, finger pointing in front and slight body rolls, two hands swooping the hair back. Um, the Michael Jackson kick at the end. And before I go any further, I just want to acknowledge the fact that Tay looks so good in that green outfit. Like, I don't know who styled him, but they deserve a pay raise because he just screams money. And I'm all for it. And then the post-chorus comes along, which is very poppy, very upbeat, fun. They're singing. <laughs> and the members are just goofing off. Like, Jin is moonwalking. And for someone who gets a lot of criticism with his dancing and is not part of the dance line, he popped off. Like, my man straight up was like, oh, moonwalk? Yeah, I know her. And just like, (laughs) smoothly danced across my screen as if he's been moonwalking since he came out of the womb. And then Jungkook and Tae do the Michael Jackson hip thrust again. And then one of my favorite scenes in the entire music video is where Jungkook and Jimin take their jean jacket off while they're shimmying. And I'm just like, ooh, that looks cool. Let me try. And yes, I'm practicing in my room to be able to do that and then show it off at parties and impress people. And then the last lighted up like it's dynamite part of the bridge, Jin is in the center and hits a pose, where he points up to the ceiling and then the two members next to him do the pose and then the two members next to them do the pose and then the last two on the ends do a pose and it's not even like difficult choreo but it just looks so crisp, so clean and they hit the poses right on the beat with the music which is just so satisfying to watch. Like I'm just sitting there like eye mouth eye emoji and I'm like, bruh, like I need to find six other people so that I can try this out. And then the last time the chorus comes back, the music is much more laid back, softer, and we do hear Jimin's like, lighter voice. And what the heck, he sounds like an actual angel. And the way he smirks and you see his eyes like shift over to the right towards Jungkook as he comes in and sings the next lines, I don't know why, but it just looks so funny to me. I can't take that part seriously while I'm watching the music video. Finally, the climax comes literally right as the end of the song approaches. I'm like, bruh, it's literally the end, yet you're just like, okay, actually, just kidding, let me just add one more chapter to the story. And Jin is center again, and... Colorful fireworks or like, I don't know, like powder is blowing up behind the members as they're wearing the light pastel outfits from the beginning of the music video again. But there's a key change, like a key shift in the music. And the entire chorus just goes higher in pitch. And holy crap, like how do they hit these high notes? Because it's actually insane. I don't even know if it's an entire octave. But you know, this last part also reminds me of... Like the end of their concert so I've been fortunate enough to attend um, a couple concerts before but seeing them dancing on like a raised platform with colorful blasts like fireworks behind them is kind of like how they end their concerts which is also suggesting the end of the song the end of the music video and then It's almost like the ending role credits where they show bloopers of each member or like takeout scenes. So we see Jungkook dancing in the bedroom again, Namjoon partying it up in the record store, Hobi doing like spirit fingers, and the members doing peace signs across their faces. So it's very cute. It's very cool. This is not a music video. This is a film and a straight masterpiece, I'm telling you. There's definitely a lot more references hidden easter eggs, artists and celebrities that appear throughout the music video that BTS pays homage to that I never mentioned because if I were to list out every single detail or every single reference, then we would literally be here forever. So I just picked out the ones that I thought were the most interesting or just picked a couple that you know already proved my point, um, the ones that maybe I liked the best. But if you're interested, you can definitely look it up on the internet and there's plenty of articles out there that do in-depth analyses of every single symbol or every single tribute that BTS does in the Dynamite music video. Um, All in all, I just think this music video is so well put together. Like obviously anything from Big Hit, I'm like, yes, I would love to pay money to see this. (laughs) So I'm a little biased in that regard, but I do think the transitions are very smooth. I do think that they capture the essence of the 90s early 2000s very well and not only just the actual like sets that they put together like the locations that they have and the outfits that they're wearing but they also encompass the sound from the late 90s early 2000s in the lyrics and in the overall like melody of the music. Switching gears over to the B side version of the music video, you can definitely tell that this one's not as put together as the official music video, mostly because this one is a music video created for their fans. So it showcases more of their individual shots, um, them all together as a group, just goofing around, dancing, having fun. Even the sets are a little bit different. You have, um, it doesn't, I don't believe I see the ice cream truck in this version um, you definitely see the members all together and it's more just them it's more of like a behind the scenes like the bloopers the highlight reel um, the scenes that didn't make it to the official music video so I know a lot of armies say they like the b-side version a lot better just because it showcases their personalities a little bit more the goofier side the fun side and it's very lighthearted and very cute but I do think that the official music video is the official one for a reason and that's more focusing on the overall concept and theme that Dynamite represents. I will say though that some of my favorite scenes from the b-side version are when they're on that stage again in the more classier outfits and Jungkook actually comes to the center. I think it's really funny because Jungkook pretends to squeeze like hand sanitizer onto his hands and he like rubs it and it's basically since they released this during the midst of COVID-19 I feel like he's just you know concerned about our safety and just reminding us to sanitize and to disinfect the germs. I also really like the fact that even when they mess up they included all those scenes in it so you can see towards the end when they're doing poses from the right to the left like I believe Tae messes up a little and then Chunga hits him and then Namjoon at the end slips and then they do it all over again and you can even hear the little bleep um, every single time so it's definitely the version that is underrated. It's the one that armies probably like better just because you get a little bit more of their off-screen personas, not necessarily the charisma or the put-together feel that you see when they perform on stage and when they're filming the music videos but this is more so when they're just being normal guys like goofing off and hanging out. One of the things that I've heard about from friends or from social media is that a lot of armies or a lot of K-pop fans don't like the fact that Dynamite uses a lot of autotune. And it's especially evident because some members sound a little more artificial than what they usually sound like, but also relatively compared to the rest of the members. Like, I do believe that there is a lot more autotune or a distinct difference in Taeyong's verses than when compared to Jungkook's verses. But personally, you know, I've been to their concerts before and I've watched endless videos of them singing live or just like speaking and I don't really think that the autotune affects their voice so much so that you can't even recognize their voices anymore from the music video. I just think that it en- enhances their voices a little bit more makes it sound a little more electronically engineered and that's exactly the concept that they're going for because you have to remember that dynamite borrows a lot of inspiration from older music like motown funk disco and a lot of the songs released during this time period were exactly that electronically engineered it's just layers after layers of digital music on top of the vocalist voices and so it creates that gap where the volume of the music and the electronic behind it is a little bit higher than the actual lyrics and the voices of the members so that's why we think that there's a lot of autotune applied but really it's just that gap and disharmony between the music and the voices so I personally don't think that this is a big deal you know lots of rappers use autotune these days um, just to create like a unique style a unique technique to set themselves apart from other artists and that way when you listen to a specific voice that's autotune you'll know oh that's Lil Wayne for example or oh that's Rich Brian so you know it's It's definitely based on personal preference, whether people like using techniques, like layering vocals on top of each other to create a little more artificial sounding, but I don't think it causes so much damage that it distorts the entire theme or concept of the music video, of the song, to the point where you can't even recognize the BTS members' voices anymore. And the last thing that I just want to address is that recently, some armies have become so toxic to each other and to BTS. It's so disrespectful when you leave hateful comments towards members, certain members, just because you feel like they're getting too much screen time or too many lyrics. Like, that's just defeating the whole purpose of standing a group. Like, if you don't like one of them, you're basically not liking the entire group because it's OT7. You can't have bts without one member or two members like every single member is relevant and they do deserve to be loved to be respected and to be appreciated so when bts came out with dynamite a lot of people were angry about the line distribution and it's like i mean i get it like yes if you happen to stand one of those members that didn't get as many lines like i would feel really sad too But at the end of the day, you don't understand the process that goes into creating or producing a song. Like, you don't understand maybe those members had personal reasons for why they decided not to have as much screen time, or maybe they just don't feel comfortable speaking English, or maybe they just don't feel like the music style vibes with their aesthetic. Like, there are plenty of reasons that you don't know, and if you didn't participate, if you're not BTS and you're not those producers or you're not the lyric writers, then you don't have a say in what happens from there. And the fact that this already was released and anything that armies say or do will not change the song that's already out, I just feel like it's a useless argument to make. And Dynamite is a gift, okay? It's straight up a present. It's a free gift. To armies. They didn't even have to do this. It literally was a spur-of-the-moment decision. This is not their comeback. This is just a random song they put together to help us get through COVID-19. And especially like compared to the US, Korea is in a much better place with how they're handling coronavirus. So the fact that the BTS members are using their precious downtime to continuously create content like filming for their reality series or singing songs or posting on social media like these are all things that they're not required to do but they're doing because they love their fans so when someone gives you a free gift what do you do regardless of what it is or what shape or form it comes in you say thank you you are grateful and you are appreciative you are not rude and asking like oh my gosh like why is this why is this Product look like this, or why didn't you get me that? Or that's just so disrespectful, so rude. And it's the same thing for when like females gang up on other females just to make themselves look better. Like it doesn't make you look better, it just makes you look hypocritical, entitled, and rude. So if you can't appreciate anything that comes from bts then are you really a true army are you really a true fan because that kind of toxicity we do not need in this fandom and i personally do not respect and that's on period so be grateful you don't understand everything that happens in the process yes it's a bit sad but we don't know everything we're not big hit we don't run things we just appreciate things when they come to us So to wrap up today's episode, I just want to reiterate that Dynamite is the first single BTS has dropped that's all in English by themselves and has charted so high on the Billboard music charts that it's just such a huge accomplishment for any foreign group, not just K-pop, but to be able to understand American music to understand American culture so well that you're able to incorporate those themes and emulate those themes in a music video and throughout the song. I think that's something that's wonderful and definitely shows that they have respect for not only their own culture, but other cultures as well. So even if you don't listen to K-pop or you do listen to K-pop, but don't listen to BTS, I definitely recommend that you check out this song because it's very different from what you're hearing on the radio these days or what even k-pop is releasing recently just because this is a throwback song it's incorporating elements from old time periods and it's something that i feel like a lot of the older generation um, would enjoy because it's very nostalgic to them and this definitely sets the precedent for the rest of the other k-pop groups who also want to expand and create more music catered to American audiences Um, this is a good lesson for them to see oh BTS is doing so well with a concept like this so maybe we should follow in this path and experiment and be able to explore and create on their own. Because a lot of the times I hear that people say, oh, this K-pop group has reached their peak, but I really don't believe that limits are set for artists and celebrities. Just because if you continue exploring, if you continue trying new things and incorporating other cultures, other countries into your music or into your artwork... I believe there's always potential there's always room for growth so i don't believe that this is it for bts or for all the k-pop groups i do believe there's always something new out there there's always innovation and to be able to experience a little bit of that in this day and age with dynamite i think it's already i'm already fortunate enough to be able to see that and see how these two cultures are able to collaborate to integrate with each other and be so successful So with that, I'll end today's episode. Um, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week, a wonderful weekend. Stay safe out there. And I cannot wait to return again to my normal schedule. So see you guys in one week. And yeah, bye!